0: Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. To begin this edition of the podcast, I want to share with you a post that I put up on my website last Thursday. It was my first attempt after a few days to write more comprehensively about my feelings about the situation in Israel and in Gaza. And I want to share it with you. I know some of you who look at my website have already seen it, but many of you haven't, I'm sure. And even now, almost a week later, it still seems to be a good sense of how I'm feeling at this time. And after I read it, I want to add one more point. The posting on my website was an email that I sent to a group of clergy colleagues of mine, non-Jewish clergy, I meet with them once a month. We talk about all kinds of different things. And I missed the meeting last Tuesday because I was involved in several uh, Zoom briefings and discussions from organizations I'm involved in regarding the situation in Israel. And I'd like to share with you the email that I wrote to them. I miss talking with you, especially since it is always comforting to be with friends, even virtually during difficult times. These times have been very difficult for me, but of course exponentially less difficult than for those who have lost loved ones to this massacre, or who are wounded, or who are waiting to hear news from family members who have been taken hostage. I have close friends and extended family in Israel, and everyone I have contacted is okay physically, but I'm sure there are people I know who have been personally touched by this tragedy, and everyone in the country has been traumatized in so many ways. An issue that I have raised on many occasions, in sermons and in my writing, is how Jews must be careful not to allow the memory of the Holocaust to dominate our thinking. We must remember the victims and join with others in teaching the world the dangers of bigotry and hatred, but we have more to offer our children than to think of ourselves only as perpetual potential victims. I still believe that. But the nature and extent of this horrible attack brought back jews historical memories of anti-semitic violence from the crusades to pogroms to the holocaust and i think it is fair to say that in striking back against hamas israel is also striking back against the ghosts of the past through times when jews had no power to respond with force to their enemies i have never idolized the israel army like some do i've always recognized its vital and irreplaceable role in keeping israel safe and deeply respect the dedication of those who fight for their country, something I have never done. But I haven't felt comfortable buying into celebrating the Israel Defense Forces like some do. Still at times like this, to know that there can be a forceful response to violence of this kind is a matter of deep pride and complete gratitude. I wish each and every one that is fighting or has been called up on reserve strength and courage I do grieve for the innocent children and adults who are caught in the crossfire in Gaza, but Hamas planned and executed these attacks knowing precisely how Israel would respond. And that response would certainly put every person in Gaza in mortal danger. This was their choice. I don't believe that that removes the responsibility from Israel to do all it can to minimize the possibility of killing innocent civilians, and hopefully Israel is doing this as it has done before but it is inevitable that innocent people will die because of the decisions that Hamas has made. Israel now must make a calculation as to whether it is strategically wise to start a ground campaign, especially given the reality that it would cost many more lives on both sides. That is a military decision that I can't evaluate. Of course, I pray that there will be an end to this madness, but to even suggest that Israel is, quote, to blame for this specific situation is totally misguided and totally wrong. The attack on Saturday was not a response to Israel's policy towards Palestinians. This was a step in Hamas's stated goal to completely destroy the state of Israel. I read yesterday that a Palestinian journalist wrote that the retaliatory attack on Gaza won't bring peace. That is an understatement. And I was one who has been very blunt in my criticism of Israel's treatment of Palestinians in the West Bank and in Gaza. (Parentheses) although we need to remember that israel pulled out of gaza in 2005 leaving infrastructure that could have been used positively but the leadership in gaza chose to divert funds that could have been used to build up a reasonable society in order to build tunnels and rockets with the goal of destroying israel and the parentheses and one who has advocated for an end to the occupation and the creation of a palestinian state i'm devastated by the reality that whatever fading hope there might possibly have been for some kind of movement towards a settlement of this enduring conflict anytime soon has disappeared completely in the wake of this horrendous attack. I pray that there will be an end to this violence, but I'm also deeply concerned for the future of the State of Israel. While Israel's founding as a nation was not the simple, clean picture that we might have been taught it was in our Hebrew school classes, the reality is that Israel was formed through the dedication of Jews seeking a place of refuge and endorsed first by the British, then by the United Nations, surviving a war after the state was established and through several wars since, and has sought and achieved peace with some of its neighbors. Israel has not been blameless in this general conflict over the years. There is blame on all sides. But the nation carries with it the hopes and vision of Jews throughout the world for a place of refuge and strength. And for many of us, that also means striving for a country embodying the most sacred of spiritual and ethical values. I fear for the future as we mourn for those who have been killed, pray for the healing of those in pain, and for the return of those who have tragically been captured. After that, I pray for peace for the entire region and for an end to this horrible conflict between cousins who have so much to live for. That was the end of my note to my friends. And I do just want to add one point. As the days of this conflict have gone along, as is inevitable, all of us have decided who's our friend and who's our enemy, who's on our side and who's on their side, who's with us and who's against us. And sometimes it's very, very clear. You don't have to read very much into statements to know who really is concerned about the future of the state of Israel, who's concerned about democracies and and human values and who's against them. And it's clear, there are people who, quote, are on the other side, not only opposing Israel, but in addition, many being anti-Semitic, and in addition, many not even wanting to look at the history and understand things more objectively. But I have just one, one hope, that we do not immediately identify those who say that they fear for the lives of the innocent people in Gaza as immediately being on the other side, as immediately not caring about Israel, not caring about Jews and everything like that. We need to understand that feeling compassion for those innocent people who have been held hostage by Hamas, whose lives are, are, have been ruined in many cases, who are suffering such pain right now, that we need to feel compassion for them. I don't feel compassion for for Hamas at all. I don't feel compassion for those who support them. I don't certainly, God forbid, feel any compassion for anybody who was involved in this attack whatsoever. They proved themselves to not be worthy of human compassion. But that doesn't apply to every person in Gaza. Does that mean that I think Israel shouldn't retaliate? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that Israel has to do what it has done since the beginning of the creation of the state, which is try to conduct the military actions as ethically as possible with an eye towards minimizing to the greatest extent possible, and it will be extraordinarily difficult in this situation, and we all know why, but to the, it, to the greatest extent possible to try to avoid the loss of of civilian and innocent lives, including children, certainly. And it is, I think, a reflection of who we are as Jews or who we should be as Jews and who we should be as human beings to be willing to feel compassion for those people and to express it without feeling that somehow people are going to think immediately that we don't support Israel or we're not as strong supporters as we should be. And I will leave it at that.